When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Spirit and Steinberg Podcast. Right here with Bartholomew Carrington the third. Ten dollars, a lot of money. Yeah. What time is it? Game time. Bug space. Kick it. Red foots, the liquid slave thing. Can you feel it, baby? And that's how I get outside. You know, as an homage to the podcast you guys heard yesterday about the Sopranos, I want to introduce two new guys to the fucking crew. Actually, Trey. Of course, you know, Paulie, Silvio, Christopher, and the whole gang. But we got three new guys here. We got my friend Andy Steinberg, a.k.a. the Jew. We got every space to fucking jerk. And this fucking new guy. What's his name? Oh, that's right. Steve. All right. This is this is nice. This first one is from a girl named Farah. But it's a new Farah. Um so goddamn, sweetie. Welcome. She's a first time writer. Um would that you be know, Farrah, you're gonna sing second Farah? Second Farah. Dude, I are you know me now. See? <laughs> we starting to become like uh what's the 70s? I I, I don't want to go with the Scotty and the seventies Knicks. Clyde Walt Frazier and give me another one. Uh who, who, you don't want to go Mal- you don't want to go Malone and uh and Stockton? Yeah. All right, fuck it. That looks Malone right. It looks right. Okay. All right. He know me now. So that being said, Farah, even though her name is, this one is named Farah Ecklenbach. Ellenbach. The H is silent. E-H-L-E-N-B-A-C-H. Ellenbach. Ellenbach. Farah, you're not our number one Farah. You are our number two Farah. Should you deserve a song? Because you're new, probably not. But because your name is Farah, I can't help it. So if Farah number one is listening, remember, you're number one. But this is Farah, Farah, you're not number one, but that's okay. (laughs) 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 (sighs) She writes, Burt Bridgewater. And the popcorn bucket made my Thursday. Well, hello. There was a show on HBO called I Will Destroy You. It was from a couple of years ago, I believe. Uh, It had a very interesting and powerful concept in that it explored rape in the aftermath of the assault. All right. We're already off to a great comedy bang. 
Of course, as many shows have today, there was a gay character, first sex scene, a couple of dudes in a bathroom stall guzzling some cock meat. Let me stop real, real quick. Farrah, I already love you because like the other Farrah, you got jokes. All right. But it's hidden behind the stall. The next sex scene was where I ended up closing the laptop because it involved two LL Cool J looking motherfuckers ramjacking each other with no cutaway from the scene. Just straight deep plowing. I understand the story that needed to be told. The second sex scene um, turned into a sexual assault, but it started with him willingly throwing it back. However, as Aries mentioned, it made me uncomfortable. Even in the same encounter, even if the same encounter was between a heterosexual couple, I would wonder if it would be more appropriate for Pornhub rather than a scripted TV show. It also doesn't help that I have an uncle that resembles LL Cool J. So my mind went to, oh shit, I'm watching my uncle bareback <laughs> a brolic lookalike. I also understood where Andy was coming from when he mentioned that we need to sit and the discomfort so it doesn't remain alarming to see anymore. Like it or not, there are a lot of Terry Crews looking corn husking going on out there. Andy, beloved, I don't understand the logic behind not having people start from the beginning. Oh, and incidentally, before we continue to read, if y'all could keep tabs, I purposely wanted to read these in a certain order so we could keep score on who's winning the battle of before, go to the beginning, or start from the current and do as you will. Um, so far, that's a ding for me. Aries one, Andy zero. Uh, can you explain your reasoning? I'm trying to work on my communication methods. So instead of attempting to come for you and have you hit me with the I didn't say that, I want to listen and get a better understanding. There are comedy blood diamonds excavated from American slaves in the infancy stages of the podcast. I love that. Comedy blood diamonds excavated. I like this bitch. Um, there was an episode where Aries was hosting the Smut Awards and he sat in the lobby quietly commenting on the poetry occurring within his view. At one point, a barrage of skanks emerges and Aries quietly says something like, I need to call my daughter, tell her I love her. Everyone should just follow Aries' directions and start from scratch. Otherwise, it's like starting the Sopranos and season four. This, uh, there is a cinematic feature called Movie 43, 2013. It is in my top 10 all-time favorites. Its random stars include Halle Berry, Emma Stone, Terrence Howard, etc. It would offend everyone if released today, but it's hilarious. I don't want a million bow tie march to show up, my, show up at my residence, but the next time you have Mr. Brother Non-Dr. Islam on, <laughs> please ask him, I like this bitch, son. Please ask him about his feelings on Scientology since he has a little history with that cult, Farah. Farah, Farah, you're not number one, but that's okay. All right. Uh, can, I, can I answer her questions in reverse order? As you do as you will, sir. Well, uh, I'm answering your last question. Uh, if we have Brother Islam on again, if he wants to come on, we already discussed that we would be discussing religion and uh, Obama. Now, um, we knew what we were discussing uh, with Rizzo when he came on last time. And that's why we stuck. And I, there was a point when he started to say some other stuff. And I said, well, we're not going to go there. We're going to stay here with the vaccine because that's what we're talking about. 
When you talk about Scientology, you're talking about Dianetics. When you talk about Dianetics, you're talking about something that the Nation of Islam is very uh, much a part of. So uh, you, uh, if you want to do some research, so I don't have to go through everything that I would like to ask uh, Riza if he was on. Um, yes, the Nation of Islam does not mean that they are actually traditional Muslims. They're not. Please look it up and you'll know more about what I'm saying. And yes, you are correct. It has a lot to do with Scientology. Uh, it has more to do with Dianetics, which is similar, same. Uh, there's technical differences, but there you go for that. Second, why I would say that you could listen to it uh, out of order. Uh, you just brought up a great uh, point. You, you just listened to an episode that has nothing to do with the rest of the episodes and you were able to listen to it out of order. The other part of it is um, I look at a podcast similar to the way that I looked at uh, Pulp Fiction. That movie is not in order. It's all over the place. You can watch, listen to an episode today, go back and listen to old episodes, come back and listen to the next new episode, and you are right in the wheelhouse of what's going on, and you're staying current with the episodes, and you're not getting behind where you might have comments and you didn't even know that you wrote in and you were even on our podcast because if you're listening from the beginning... You have almost almost 375 hours that you got to listen to. So that's why. And I want people to be part of our, our podcast. I want people to be on it. And uh, the new episodes are current. The old episodes, I mean, do you need to listen to us talk about Trump? Yeah, there is some, there's comedy in there. But I, I, I don't need to hear that. I, there's more important things that we're covering today. There, that's why. I only will say that you know that I disagree with him so that we don't go on a long diatribe about that. Uh, you know my stance. You know his. We're going to let the audience decide. So far, Aries one, Andy zero. Ding. All right. Um, We've only read one. I know. I'm just okay. keeping the score. Okay. Come on, you boy. You know you got the numbers, nigga. I know you ain't going to forget. What is this, Velvet? Um, From our girl, A.B. Okay, this is crazy. This was the first email I ever sent. As it states, I was listening all over the place with no reason and keeping up with the current episodes. A fan is a fan is a fan. If they like it, they will go back for more. Oh, shit. This sounds like this is for Andy. Yes, Aries, I agree. The older episodes set up and explain the current references, but it's also fun to know and to not, to not know. And when it's revealed, it makes you laugh even more. Andy, ding! So far, we won one. Um, I love the intro and outro for the show. I have listened to so many episodes, all mixed up in no real order. What I do know is that I have enjoyed every episode that I have listened to. I did listen to the suggested episodes that you shared on Instagram. I find myself randomly laughing out loud in real time. You guys have great chemistry. I enjoyed learning about the history of your mother and her musical career. Wow. Um... That really touched to learn about the support you had with your comedy goals in your career years. What a blessing and a great opportunity you have experienced. I can't help but to wonder how far many more of us would go with early continued support from family. I grew up poor on welfare, but my grandmother, while my mother was in prison, I am succeeding compared to many of whom I've grown, grown up, grew up around. But I wonder what if I wonder if I, I think I read this part before. Because uh, she said this was kind of the first uh, email she wrote. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you did read that before. Yeah, I did. Okay. So, yeah. So, she gave her thoughts on, um, you know, uh, go back or, you know, current. And she was in favor of Andy. So, so far, we are 1-1. One, one. <sighs> probably feeling his fucking self right now. Feeling what? You're probably feeling your fucking self right now. Nah. All right. All right, this is from Frank Williams, the podcast. Uh, to the Jew and the Jerk, it's me, Frankie G. And before I start, uh, Aries, can you please unblock on Instagram? I am missing out <laughs> on great material from you and educational videos. IG is Frank W18. Dude, incidentally, I think I did try to block unblock you, but I'm not sure that you. I think it's you, but I'm not sure. Uh any, anywho, the podcast, I will have to say, you can go back and forth on how you listen to the podcast. God damn it. When I first found about out about how, wait, when I first found out about it, I was late to the game and maybe you guys did a, over 100 episodes, but this is how I listened to it. Order for me to keep up with the current events, I would start from the latest one so I can be in tune and then jump back from the beginning to see what I missed. And Andy is right at first. I didn't get to certain bits, but when I get to the episode that a joke was told in the current, I did remember and go, oh yeah, now I get it. But that ain't the same as a good first fucking come. Anyway, um, I say that to say this, that it is possible to start from the current one and then go back and do your research and start from square one. Peace to you both. Yay, he, yay, he. Prime example. Yehi 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 is another insider that the new listeners are not hip to, but I guarantee in my Denzel Washington voice, I guarantee it. When they go back and hear the episode, they will remember it and chuckle and say, well, that's how he gets pussy, LOL. Till next time, brothers. Yeah, but you'll go, yeah. Chuckle, not laugh. Chuckle is very different from laugh. Or but you want... Or maybe the reveal will make them laugh even harder. Nah, I don't fucking believe that. But okay, Andy two, Aries one, ding. Um, all right, Tori Ingalls. Subject: Two Pauly thumbs down. A and A, what's up? We got to discuss this Sopranos movie. I was so disappointed in the Many Saints of Newark. I have a projector. And I had the movie playing on my wall at the end of the movie when the when I seen the credits rolling after Tony grabbed Richard's pinky with his own pinky, I almost punched a hole through my drywall. The entire synopsis was garbage, but it was cool seeing the capos as young motherfuckers and finally seeing how Junior fucked up his back, LOL. That entire cop bust at the carnival totally brought me back to the show. I had to tell my girl, what that scene meant because she was totally lost. To be honest, Junior was one of the funniest characters to me in Sopranos. I wish they kept that same energy with him throughout the movie. Only when he was trying to fuck with his back brace on when I seen the humor in his character. Overall, I gave that two Pauly thumbs down. I appreciate y'all taking the time to read this email and that part when you said real men ride around with bicycle seats, then look for potholes in New York had me wiping my tear ducts. <laughs> All right, y'all stay up and be safe out there on the road. Love, Dude, Tori what, Ingalls. 
Dude, wasn't that a great scene though where uh, Junior does fall? And yeah. Then you realize you realize that's how he hurt his back. Yeah, and he says your mother's your sister's cunt. Yeah, yeah he, yeah he, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, it's you, it still gets you when you find out where it came from. <sighs> it still gets you. Certain jokes like that might, but other ones, no. Go, go on, go on. The keep reading. Uh, you agreed with his, his his views on the Sopranos? Yeah, I did. I mean, it's like what we said. We 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 appreciate that they got the backstory. I don't feel like we got an. I feel like for two hours we could have got more backstory and less less of what we got. But you know, I I, I have belief in David Chase. He's not going to let us down. We're going to get another movie. And when there are people like myself who wanted so badly to like this movie, we have no reason to trash it unless you really have a legit reason. We were pulling for this. Dude, you know what I would have liked in that movie, though? To, you know, like in the beginning, okay, like uh, the, the, the pork store, that doesn't exist. That, that was a set design that they did. It's, it's, it's Satriali's? Yeah, Satriali's. It's actually, uh, it's actually condos. And so it doesn't really exist. But Pizza Land exists. It would have been cool to have a scene where you would have saw him going, uh, a young uh, Anthony Soprano right. going to Pizza Land to pick up a pizza. That shit like that from, the, I mean, you see Holst, Holstein's and that, that really exists. And you, like you can go there and have, you know, your ice cream. And, so you know, Satriali's ain't real? No. What's it called? The pork store. You know, it's 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 condos. They they just put that they build it. That's why when you watch it in this, they show it from the side. They show the sign for the, they show you one close up where you don't see it. You just see the sign. And then the rest of it is from the side, from the parking lot. Because it doesn't exist. So when you so when you say it's condos, you mean condominiums? Yeah, it was always that it was an empty building that they put that sign on. Really? Yeah. Did not know that. So like that's the bottom bing is real. That, and it would have been great if you would have saw those guys go, go to Bada Bing or some of the guys come out of Bada Bing. Or, you know, it would have been cool to have some connection with the original that way. But maybe right. maybe it was too far away. Maybe the years are too far away where Bada Bing might have not been open yet. But Pizza Land could have been open. Ah, uh, okay. Um, yeah, and, and like I said, we wanted, we were pulling for this movie. It's like we were all out there on the racetrack watching the Sopranos try to run and break the ticker tape and they were in slow motion like Andy running track and we were all screaming go Andy go and then I had a thought and it just ended that's how yes. that, that's how that felt yes <laughs> uh, Rashad Simmons so far the score is what 2-1 you something like that I don't know I really don't know Two one, I think. I, 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 I just, oh my god! All right, uh, Andy is right. Ding three one. Listen at your own pace and play in space. I've been with y'all since conception, but I have joined other podcasts late in the game. Listen to them out in order, and it's just fine. Rashad Simmons. Yeah, you see why I don't like this nigga. Excited with you. Um. So far, you got the lead. Three one. Ah, the Saints of Newark, Danny Pill. What up, ANA? So I finished the new show that was supposed to be based on The Sopranos. I thought it was trash. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> because you said supposed to be based on The Sopranos. It was, it was uh -oh. just funny that he said, I got it. It was funny to me. 
Oh, it was it was trash. No accidents. No nothing like the soprano. Like the, oh, no accidents. No, no, nothing like the accents or everything from them, and the people they had playing it. Granite, they did do it in the butcher shop, which was cool, but that was it. I would like your opinion on an Aries Hollaback, your boy from Dayton. You know what the Saints should know it was missing? It was missing what this email is missing. Could have used a couple of commas, a couple of periods, a couple of breaks in between. (laughs) Something else was breaking down. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ, man. This shit runs from Jersey to Hoboken to New York to Massachusetts (laughs) with no fucking signals. All right, Danny, $10 a lot of you, nigga. Shit. Uh, you, heard us, fact, you, you heard us dissect it already on the last episode. Matter, matter of fact, $10 a lot of you. I'm going to give you the fucking $10 and I'm going to put two points. And if you don't pay me back my fucking money by the week's end, $10 now turns into fucking 40 All right. Uh, this is from Harold Pilsen. Damn, Andy, shake my head. <clears throat> um, What's up, Aries and Andy? Aries, I'm a longtime fan of yours since Mad TV days. You and Godfrey are both my favorite comedians. Andy, love you too. You are definitely growing on me. I look forward to your podcast every Wednesday and Thursday. See, this nigga has periods, nigga. <laughs> I know when to stop. Dude, you, maybe that other dude didn't have, maybe his pencil didn't come with periods. God damn, well, nigga, get a pen. Do something. <laughs> maybe his keyboard doesn't have those keys. That, that, that last email had me fucking hitting traffic. It's collisions. Um, now, enough foreplay. Let's get to the fucking aha. Uh, this is my first time writing in. I always wanted to, but I could never think of anything to say. But after I heard Andy say, this is a podcast, not a comedy set. In so many words, I had to cringe a little. Yes, we want. Yes, we do want informative shit. But we also want the laughs because you two are, and he puts in caps, comedians. If you're not going to bring laughs in serious times, then why do comedy? Now, granted, I started listening to you guys beginning of June 2019, but I heard enough to the point where I know where the comedic references come from. I do agree with Aries, though. You should start from the beginning because it helps to set up uh, the punchline for what's to come. For example, if you walk in on a movie and you only see the scene where someone dies, then you won't understand the why. So now you have to go back and watch the whole movie to understand why he was killed and the reasoning behind it to bring perspective. Andy, I feel slighted because you have to promote the podcast, even if that means people are going to the origins of it, of it to hear it. It could bring more about more listeners. Sorry for the long email. Y'all be safe. Love. Hey, Harold, you don't have to be sorry, baby. Matter of fact, thank you for the periods and the quotation marks, nigga. Because <laughs> it makes me feel less stupid. Take that, Danny. Three, two. Ding. And he's still up. But I never said you don't have to listen to the old episodes. I'm saying you don't have to listen to them in order. That's what I said. I don't know if that, if that came through on what he said. No, but you have to listen to him in order to, to his point, to my point. Because if you listen out of order, you'll miss something contextually that will make sense later. Yeah. And you can do that. 
And I never said that this, well, I don't understand what he said though about that this is, I said it's not a comedy set. It's a podcast. That's di- that's different than it's not. I understand we're doing comedy too, but it's not a, this isn't a comedy set. This isn't an hour of, of comedy that you're, you're watching. You listen to an hour of comedy. We have more right. in here than this. Right. But but in, in, while we're being informative and having serious conversation, never lose sight of the fact that, again, we're not scholars. We're not journalists. We're, we're none of those things. We're comedians. I'm barely that. <laughs> well, then, nigga, even more so to the fucking reason why you need to invest in what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. Uh, Aunt Johnson. Uh, response to episode The Agitator. Uh, first off, this is my favorite podcast. I tune in every week. The new intro is fire, and the shit had me rolling the first time I heard it. I busted out laughing as soon as I heard, he raped me, daddy. I even DM'd Aries on Instagram and told him the intro was dope. I'm going to miss the Annie Up intro, though. It got me hyped. The shit made me want to rob, fight, and smack someone for no reason every Wednesday and Thursday. The Brother Islam episode was legit, and I'm interested to hear the religion episode you guys have set up. Now, to answer the question, in what order should you listen to the podcast, I have to agree with Andy. God damn it. Ding for two. Um, I started listening back when you guys were about 70 episodes in. It was right after you guys did the Drink Champs podcast. I did go back, but I'm only around episode 30. One argument I do have for a new listener who starts from episode one without listening to current episodes at all. If you are a new listener and you start from episode one and let's say you email in about an older episode, uh, you guys most likely are not going to remember, remember what episode the listener is even talking about without going back to it. And he puts in parentheses. Andy damn sure ain't remembering. No offense, (laughs) but my man's brain is wired to forget. LOL. (laughs) How would that person... Andy's got like the fucking men in black pen. Uh, The moment he remembers something, it's like Will Smith or fucking Tommy Lee Jones (laughs) flashes that light in his face and he doesn't remember shit. Um, Anyway, how would that person even know that you answered their email without listening to the current episode? Also, you guys are approaching 300 300 episodes soon. There's a lot of episodes to get caught up on. New listeners might find that shit intimidating. Well, goddamn, how fucking dumb do you have to be or weak do you have to be to just sit down and listen? Let me finish reading this guy's email. Um, I do believe that you should go back and start from the beginning at some point in time. And I have noticed from my own experience that a lot of the discussions do get repeated sometimes in older episodes because of new listeners not knowing what has already been discussed. So the argument could go either way. Yeah, but you sided with Andy, nigga. Uh, <laughs> did he? Did he, well, Andy, or he sided with me? No, he sided with me. All right, fuck. And it's what, 4-2? Yeah. All right. I understand Aries' point about knowing where the joke originate from, but eventually the new listener will get it if they decide to go back. Since the jokes are important to the podcast, maybe there could be a list of episodes that new listeners should check out prior so that they could understand the origins of certain jokes. I already know Aries' opinion on this idea, but I feel like since you guys are getting your numbers up with both listeners and episodes, it might be necessary now. 
To sum it all up, in my opinion, I don't think there's a wrong way to listen to the podcast since most of the content is about current events, movies, shows, and documentaries. Keep doing what you guys are doing. I'm happy to see the pod continue to grow. Peace, Aunt Johnson. And when you say the part about uh, I understand Aries' point about knowing where the jokes originate from, but eventually the new listeners will get it if they decide to go back. I don't, that's not the same thing. Once you've pulled the prize out of the cereal box, you can't go back, put it back in, and then go go get the prize again and be as surprised. But you could go. You already know. Ah, that's where it came from. I get it now. They're already invested, so now they get even more out of that moment. Is that white sarcasm? No. Oh, what was that? What? What you just did. Ah. That? Yeah, all that. And then that rant. What was that? That was saying that they could get more. They get, they're going to get as much out of it because they're going to, they're invested in the podcast and then they hear it and then they go, that's where it came from. Oh, I get that. That's what it is. There's a moment there that isn't as funny as what the original is, but there's a moment there where it comes together for them and it's amazing to them at the same time. How is that not, not good? So that was white sarcasm or that was you being legit? I'm being legit. Oh, I, that sounded like white tricks. <laughs> no. <laughs> I meant it sincere, with all sincerity. All right. So, fuck, he agreed with you. What do you got? What's who's next? He's four. It's four two. I was going to read a Sopranos one, but fuck that. I need to catch up on this fucking score. Well, where's the Sopranos one? I got one that got it in my lap, nigga, but hold on. Fuck that. I want you to look through your rear view. I'm fucking there. Aries is right. There you go. All right. And this again, this is by Torrell. What up, fellas? Just listen to episode 296. And Aries asked for the people to email and say who we thought was right about what order to listen to the podcast. I got mad love for you, Uncle Andy, but I have to go with Aries on this one. Y'all can't see me, but I'm sticking my tongue out at Andy. I found out now four, three, ding. I found out about the podcast when you guys were well past 100 episodes. As much as I wanted to start from the most current episode, I restrained myself because I wanted to start from the beginning. I don't want to, ca- I don't want to watch a two-hour movie that is already an hour and a half in. Even though I knew it was going to take some time, I had to go in order. It's like those kids that see Steph Curry shooting threes and think they can just jump on the court and do the same point. I'll do the same thing. I know that's probably a stretch of an analogy, but the bottom line is you got to see the starting point and watch the growth and the progress that happens throughout. Yes, the June bug spade joke may get a chuckle or two, but to truly appreciate it and get the full on, that shit had me dying laughter. You have to know where it all came from. Man, I like this nigga, man. Anyway, that's my two cents on the subject, but off topic uh, I just wanted to know if you guys have watched the Netflix documentary called Blood Brothers about the friendship between Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X and the later downfall of that friendship. It's a pretty good doc. I would love to hear y'all's thoughts on it. Terrell Jackson. Terrell, I actually mentioned that to Andy. I forget where we were, but I saw that on, on the plane. It was one of my things I downloaded. That's a great fucking documentary, man. I haven't seen and, it. And, I, I've been and, wanting to, but I haven't seen it yet. And, and Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X was tight. 
And 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 it was sad that the way that friendship deteriorated. But I think what the saddest part was was that one of Malcolm, one of um, Muhammad Ali's daughters, said to Muhammad, to Malcolm X's daughters that Ali's biggest regret was that he didn't make good with Malcolm before he died and didn't tell him that he loved him. And it was one of his biggest regrets in life. And, and that to me is the saddest part because no matter how, what the beef was, it would have been great for Malcolm to know that Muhammad loved him and that, hey man, let's patch this shit up. Um, you know, before his untimely death, which of course Ali didn't know was going to happen. But, you know, I would think in those times in the 60s, um, when being black was especially dangerous, um, fighting for freedom, that's something that Ali would have took into consideration. Yeah, I really do want to see the doc, um, but I haven't seen it, so I, I can't really, I can't comment any more than I want to see the doc. Uh, but I do want to comment on on what he said about listening to it in order. You know what areas I'm realizing? This isn't fair to you. This, what? Uh, this uh, listening the way we're doing this. What what is it? It's three three four now. I'm behind you. Three four. Yeah, see, it's not fair to you because if I win, the only reason I won is because the people who would agree with you are back listening to episode 10 and they still have another 200 and episodes that they have to listen to to get caught up so that they could write in. So we'll hear from them in a, after they put in another 300 and something hours of, of listening time. So we won't really know the total because they're listening to you the way you said to listen to it from the beginning. So well, we, if you, it, so we won't know you, about we, it for a few for a few months. Well, if you win, nigga, you're done on the roll with me. <laughs> but <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's not fair to you because the numbers aren't going to be right because the people who agree with you are listening to episode like 37. You, so, you think you you think you slick, man? I, I know white tricks. I know what I know. That, what you're that, doing. that was you're a doing, white trick. That you, was a white trick. Right ju- there. Yeah, you're doing your Jew thing. That was you're, a white you're trick. You're finagling right the numbers and you're trying to get me with words. No, I'm no, no, to you, no, 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 no. I got my commas and everything in that one. I'm saying this isn't right because there's a percentage of people that haven't caught up to this ep- to the episode 297, and so that's why you're not going to get your numbers right. Go ahead. Now, you let me hear Sopranos one. Fucker. Uh, this is from my boy, uh, Dewan Curse, I think out of Philly, the many saints of Newark. Peace and tomato grease, ANA. You've received many previous emails, so you guys know what this is hitting for. Part two of the assessment of what might be the greatest prequel since Godfather 2. Let me rewind that. <laughs> What might be the greatest prequel since Godfather 2? Oh, oh boy. I think me and Andy about to put on our surgical gloves. You know that sound it makes when the rubber glove goes over your hand and the doctor pulls it and it goes. We're going to put on our, our fucking surgical gloves or whatever the uniform they wear. The masks. We about to dig in your ass, nigga. Spread them cheeks. Okay, he goes, the opening, the opening scene has to be one of the the most well thought out scenes ever made. As the camera moved through the cemetery and the voices of the dead talk about how they died, I thought this was fucking brilliant. 
Then as the camera slow, slows down, approaching Christopher Maltesante's tombstone, and you hear Christopher talk about his family name, what it mean, and how it received no consideration in hell. I damn near shot my load all over my hoagie and chips. Well, that's a condiment I wouldn't recommend. Um, then the next scene of a young Tony Soprano and Dickie Maltesante with Christopher talking about how Tony would kill him and give his wife and child his pocket change is magical. You can hear the resentment in his voice. Michael Imperioli does a fucking outstanding job setting the stage for what is about to be history in the making. Now, before I continue, Andy, he breaks this down. One, two, three, into three sections. That was section number one. You want to comment on that first? I, I, I did like the beginning. I, I, and I caught it better the second time than I did the first time. Um, and I really understood the, the, what he, what the Christopher angle that he's talking about right now, which uh, I didn't get to when we did talk about it because I had it in my notes that Christopher, him being the narrator for, the, for this, I thought was, was really good. I, I thought it was really smart. I agree about that. Uh, and we didn't bring that up. But I, I, I don't disagree with anything that he's saying right now because the scene when he's walking down the street and you, like he said, you really hear the anger uh, for Tony Soprano. But again, and it, I want to hear his, his synopsis as he breaks this down. I didn't see Tony Soprano in this movie. So his anger is at that kid that isn't the kid yet, that isn't the guy that it is. It's, 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 he's angry for the future of that guy. But as the kid that he's talking about, I never, I didn't get the feeling throughout the movie. I, I almost forgot that that's the gangster. That kid's the gangster that grows up to be Tony Soprano because we never got there in this movie. So I understand you know, what he's saying, but I don't get it. I agree with that assessment. I do. Okay. He might be. All right. We ain't, we ain't fully in the operation of the ass yet, but here we go. Part two, the young characters. Silvio, Pussy, Paulie, Artie, Carmela, Junior, Janice, and Christopher. Each character was perfectly portrayed in a sense where they weren't oversold, exposed to the storyline. I specifically enjoyed how they recreated the scene where Johnny and Junior get arrested from the Sopranos. Even the scene with Artie and Tony hanging out was tactful. Instead of overdramatic scenes where the writer-producer try to incorporate some mob wannabe mentality, the scene was just two kids hanging out, being kids. It showed the closeness of their friendship, which is constant throughout the Sopranos show. Excellent. <coughs> Excuse me. I think the funniest part was Silvio's balding head and the introduction of his hair unit. That's a piece of comedy that is priceless. The other characters were portrayed just enough to give the scenes the perfect context and support the story without being over the top. This is where I totally disagree. And I'm sure, uh, Dwayne, you listened to the podcast yesterday. Again, we didn't get a sense of who they really were at all. They because were underused. And, and, and they're adults. They're not kids. So right. Were, yeah, so we should have got some more development of who they were connected to the character that we grew up with in The Sopranos. So I disagree with him there. I do like what he said, though. I do like the the uh, Sylvia's bald and because his hair was always, you know, so perfect in this look that he achieved. And then to see where that came from and the insecurity of who he is. But I don't get the insecurity. Right. And, and, and again, I didn't know that was Artie. And if that was Artie in the series, 
Artie was always the, 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 you got the sense, the weak little brother to Tony's big, stronger, more confident bulldog. I, I, that scene with the telephone booth, he was talking to Tony, like what reason would he have in older life, I love New York, to be scared of Tony? I didn't get that sense in that scene at all. He felt like Tony's equal as opposed to Tony's not equal in the series, which was evident. Well, I think it was almost like he was more. Yeah, like Tony was the weaker one. I really felt. Yes. So I I disagree uh, with with his. uh, With his take on this one. But go ahead. What's next? (laughs) Now we getting into this nigga's ass cavity. All right, last but not least, Dickie Maltesante. Along the title of the movie, although the title of the movie is The Many Saints of Newark, that's what I said. The movie is really about Dickie. That's what, what I said. Like, yo, who's this movie about? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Maltesante and how the few events in his life had a cascading effect over the Demio crime family. His influence on Tony, what would later be Tony's introduction into the family, uh, Harold's murder. Looking at how Dickie moved, you can indirectly, <coughs> excuse me, you can indirectly uh, see the indirect influence to Tony's sociopath behavior down the road. From the way Dickie killed his father and made his stepmother, stepmother his guma, is almost similar to when Tony killed Ralph and started messing with Valentina. Uh, Tony started messing with Valentina before he killed Ralph. Um, kill the man, take the woman. There's a number of similar, and, and Tony didn't, hold up, let me stop. The motivation for Tony to kill Ralph had nothing to do with Valentina. It was about the horse. Um, there's a number of similar moments in the movie that plays towards behavior that Tony would later adopt and contribute towards how he would handle his crime family. I think the real surprise comes at the end when we find out who was behind Dickie's murder. That makes me wonder if it was Junior that had Tony killed at the end of the series. Not according to Andy. That would be a great twist. The only thing I'm wondering is, was it something more than him being laughed at for slipping down the steps? Or was it sanctions for killing his own father? I think this movie exceeded my expectations, left us wanting more, and a great litmus test for future projects or even a series for HBO. The real question is, will they do it? Sorry for the long email. I hope it makes it to the show. Keep on giving. Keep on giving is the real. You meant to say keep on giving us the real. Uh, And I look forward to hearing you guys review this movie. There's a lot more I wanted to say, but after several revisions of this email, I think I was able to reduce it to the major talking point for time's sake. Let me ask you, Dwayne, several revisions. And that's all you saw? <laughs> As always, keep your pimp hands strong and your whole train long. D1. I, I, I'd like I, to... I, I, I agree with you and his first assessment, the opening. I totally disagree about the young characters, and I think he's off about Dickie Maltesante. I, I did find myself asking, is this movie about Tony or Dickie? But other than that, I don't agree with him on the rest of the stuff. Well, see, I he got out of what I did. That this is that him being influenced by Dickie is really what the story was about. But I there wasn't enough there for me. 
there was, there's a better way to tell the story unless we're going to get all that in the next one. Uh, he, so <clears throat> I, I'm not disagreeing with him as much. I, I'm, I'm glad that he saw it and got more out of it than I did, but I think his expectations were lower than ours were. And I'm glad he brought up the, the, the thing about being a sociopath in the movie. When Tony walks up, walks up on uncle Dickie killing his father, he doesn't see it. Because Uncle Dickie is telling him, hey, get out of here, blah, blah, blah. And he closes the garage door. Don't you think he should have saw it? Thus lending to Tony's thinking as a sociopath? No, not, not at that moment. I, I, don't think no? it, I don't think it's necessary at that moment. No. I, I think that he becomes... I, I think just the fact that that's his, who he looked up to, that's his influence. That's who he's going to become. But and, you don't think that it lends itself to, I just saw my hero murder his own dad. I'm fucked for life. Now this is the path that I'm on. I don't think he goes on that path if he sees it. Really? Yeah. So kids that are heavily influenced by what they see their parents do or their heroes do or their big brother does or the guys in the neighborhood, that always plays an influence. And, well, okay, let me rephrase this. If he sees it, the character that we saw, the Tony character, the Anthony character that we see, he's going to tell his parents. He's going to tell someone that Dickie killed him. That kid's going to tell someone. Now, if he doesn't say anything, yeah, now he's a, he is also a sociopath, sociopath too, and he's going to go down that road. So, yes, allow me to correct myself on that, that, that. But I think that the kid that Anthony is playing, he goes back and he tells, because he's a little kid. I think he goes back and he tells his parents that I saw. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, because in every movie that I've ever seen, for instance, Bronx Tale, the kid that looks up to the man yeah, he does tell. what the man does. Yeah. So if, if he knows the rule is to keep your mouth shut, he's keeping his mouth shut. Depends on how it happens, how it plays out. I, I think the fact that they didn't show him and that <coughs> he just looks up to a sociopath is, is enough. I don't mm. know. I don't I I really don't know. I under I, I'm going with the story that they've laid out and how we're trying to figure this out. I'm not trying to fix that story because as far as I'm concerned, it's just TV trays. Mm. All right. Uh Jose Gardia. Uh pa, 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 pa. today's podcast 929-2021. On the topic with you and Andy, I gotta say I agree with Aries. Ding there you go. four there you go. four. Um me, myself, I did not have to start over to understand all the jokes because I've been here since day one, nigga. Well, then more to my point, dog. Uh, no lie. I started from the beginning and I think I'm better off for it. I get all the jokes that you and Aries are referring to, but honestly, I think Aries is right. Plus, he doesn't ever spend more than five minutes talking about going back and listening to the beginning of the podcast. The person listening can then decide whether the fuck they want to do whatever the fuck they want to do. But I think most smart people would definitely choose to smart start from the top. <sighs> definitely choose to start from the top. And I got to say, I think most people are fucking idiots. Um, so yeah, the smart men have spoken. It's all tied up. All right. Four, four. <clears throat> From Abel Asmromi, um, the gobble tastes like ass. What's good, ANA? The Saints of Newark movie was some grade A bullshit, my niggas. I thought it was going to show how Tony grew up into a gangster, 
but instead they chose to disgrace and disrespect the greatest show ever with this dumbass movie <laughs> by, making, by making Tony look softer than AJ. I said that! Especially Chris's horrible, snarky narrating. I wish Tony could have strangled and killed him again, LOL. So now I'm thinking, who was the cop Tony had Chris murder when he told him the cop killed his dad over a prison beef? But Junior did it. Dickie didn't seem to be a dope fiend. It was probably lies. Tony's mom was spreading just like at his funeral. But Sill and that horrible wig was hilarious. So what did y'all think of this bullshit? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping and need to watch it again. Anyway, peace, A&A. Hey, man, I, I, I concur your assessment. No, you know what, though? He brought up a good point, too. Uh, because <clears throat> Tony's trying to get his mom that medicine, and uh, Dickie has it on him. So that may be where, they, where this, the dope reference comes from, is from him having all that, uh, that um, medicine for depression. They might have, that, that, like you, he said, that could have been them talking shit about him, and that grows into the story where he's, he's a dope addict. Yeah, but that that's got to be flushed out. That that's got to be. It, it can be flushed out, on. but I mean, I, I'm I'm giving that the benefit of the doubt because that's the only way that because we don't we know that he's not a dope. He he isn't he isn't uh, a, a, an addict. We know that he's right. just, he just drinks. So and, and that that was pretty. That's a pretty big deal. They, Tony went over like twice to Dickie for this medicine. It's it stands out because it doesn't seem like it has a real place in the movie either. I want my mom to be happy. I mean, it's not it's not important really to the movie, but it keeps coming up. And then he dies, and then they bring it up that he had that in his pocket. So there has to be some tie into that. <clears throat> okay, um, Miles Wardlaw uh, podcast episode reviews. I haven't wrote in in a while. And so I do have some takes on the last couple episodes. If you don't mind, Aries, reading my $10 chicken starch. Episode 489, Banjos. The character with Junebug Spade coming out of the woods had me dead. I love the country white girl voice, LOL. I also love the intro you guys have for the podcast. It was dope. Episode 293, time for some bitching. It was funny how Aries gets mad at a customer service on the phone. It feel like every time you need help, you get a thick Indian accent person or a Mexican person <clears throat> that can't understand anything you are saying, LOL. I also get mad and hang up and hope I can get some someone I can understand. Also, the God mother is very funny every time you say it, and it is a great code word when talking about the community so you don't get in trouble. <laughs> I don't know that that was my intention, but fuck it. It sounds safe. Brother, two uh, episode 294, Brother Islam and the Pretty Black Lady. I added on to the title for that one, LOL. For this episode, I watched YouTube, I watched YouTube video, which is at 140,000 views right now. Congratulations on that. I, well, incidentally, from what we were told in the initial beginning, Miles, it was at 1.7 million. But then YouTube took it down or did something and the numbers changed. Hmm. I 100% disagree with almost everything they said in the video. He keeps saying over and over, let us know what is in the vaccine. But like Aries, people in America take like, but like Aries, people in America take pills 
every day and eat food every day that you don't know what's in it. <clears throat> he also said, no one man can change the world, which is also a lie. Once he said, I automatically said MLK changed the world for the better with help, but mostly by himself. Last point of the video, it's not the 1900s anymore for him to stop people from getting the vaccine by saying the government is trying to kill us is a very stupid thing to say. He's trying to use scare tactics to make black people say no to the vaccine. Every vaccine in medicine has side effects, just a part of, of medicine. <clears throat> uh, P.S. I also fuck, P.S. Also fuck all the people in YouTube comments of the video trying to downplay the podcast. Like this shit is not fire. Just stop it. Episode 295, Real Men. Aries, I hope you find a name for the, well, I did. Bert Bridgewater. I hope you find a name for the countryman voice when you talk about being a real man. That shit was funny as hell. Those old men really act like being overly tough and doing crazy shit makes them a real man, LOL. I was laughing the whole episode. Episode 296, The Agitator. Aries and podcasts, Aries and podcast listeners, don't listen to Andy about not starting the podcast from the beginning. It make 100% differences. I told you guys before when I started listening to the podcast, I was about 125 episodes behind. I caught up fast. I'm a loyal listener to, to the podcast and loyal emailer to the pod. You need to start from the beginning of the podcast to get all the characters and jokes. Stop being lazy. You are just listening to a podcast. You are not reading a book from the beginning. Nigga, maybe you should read books. They contain periods and quotation marks, nigga. Peace out, ANA. $10 a lot of money. I'm writing this on my phone, so if I get a $10 a lot of money, <laughs> fuck it. LOL. Jesus Christ. So what is that? Is that 5-4 or is that 4-4? Four, four? No, I think you just took the lead. 5-4. Really? No, because he's didn't he establish in the beginning that he was on my side? In yeah, which so case, that's when it became 4-4. Four, four. No, I think it was 4-4 four, four before, wasn't it? Shit. What? I don't know. Keep Keep reading. Uh, five four, fucking, I'll take it. Um, guys, guys, guys. You know my my broad. One of my one of my broads do this. When you motherfuckers write, you don't. I, I don't understand what's the harm in going before I hit send. Let me read this. Is the punctuation where it needs to be? Is it grammatically correct? What is the problem with proofreading? Woof. All right. I think I'm uh I think I'm out of I think that's all the uh, yeah, that's all that's all the Sopranos emails. The rest I have are just other topics. But I still have plenty of score tallying left. But can't we just add that up because it's the same thing. I agree or I disagree. What do you mean add it up? Well, because I, we're gonna go through all of those. Didn't we say we were doing two hours worth of emails so we could try to knock as many of these out? Yeah, so but, we don't fall back it, in time. How boring is it going to be just to talk about whether it's... You okay. don't have to talk about it. Just keep the score. Okay, okay, keep the score. Let's go. People want to hear their emails read. Okay. Um, Floyd Mayweather discourse. Well, they're not going to hear them right now. What do you mean right now? Because they're listening to the old episodes. So it's going to take... But according to you, if they listen to the current, they'll hear them. Well, but the ones that listen to you aren't going to hear them. 
because they're gonna. Well, we, well, it's gonna be we weeks. A, it's gonna be well, weeks before they hear them. I tell you what, you boy, five four. What percentage is that? It's gonna be weeks. Weeks What's before five, they four? hear them. What's a five four? What's what percentage is that? I don't know. I don't know. Put the put your brain to work, nigga. It's 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 not what, what I don't even know what it is. It's I, a it's a little more than half, right? Yeah. Okay, so, so 60, a, little, a little less than half will do what you say. A little more than half will do what I say. Yeah, but the people on your side won't even hear their emails getting read because they're going to be listening from way back into the beginning. What of would time. you like me to do, white man, boss? What would you like me to do? <laughs> read the next email. Thank you. Um, subject, Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather discourse. Uh, this is from Dr. Strange. Ayo Aries, you're a legend, B, so don't, have to, don't, so don't take this verbal assassin knowledge kicking with disrespect. <sighs> I'm listening to episode 271 and there's no way you're saying Floyd could rematch Canelo Alvarez right now. You're showing your ass, shake my head. Floyd is 44 and Canelo is 31. Floyd never fought above the junior middleweight middleweight class, which is 154 pounds. Canelo... <clears throat> fights at superstar middleweight right now, which is 168 pounds. The fight makes absolutely no sense at all. Of course, Floyd would lose. He's much smaller and much older, and Floyd beat more champions than any boxer in history. Secondly, again, don't take this verbal assassination wrong, but we got to stop saying, stop playing the if game with Mike Tyson's career. The truth is Lennox Lewis' resume is far superior to Tyson's. Look at the fighters he beat, and he was doing it in the late 30s. And by the way, he's older than Tyson. The last win of Lennox's career was age 38 against, was against Vitaly Glitchko. That was a better win than any that Tyson had in his career. We can't keep saying if Mike was still trained by Rooney, Atlas, etc., that he'd beat these guys as if Emmanuel Stewart isn't much better than those guys at training. Mike isn't as great as Lennox Lewis, and that's fine. Let's live in reality and not in the land of if. Peace, King. Well, Dr. Strange, please allow me to verbally assassinate you with these combos and counterpunches. Um, <clears throat> for a guy like Floyd Mayweather, who prides himself on being this perfectionist, who is so scared to have a chink in that 50-0 and 0 perfected record, Real fighters fight. They don't duck. They don't fight YouTube sensations. They don't go overseas and fight Asian dudes who have, have, who, who, who have barely boxed, who, whose records mean nothing. Fighters fight. They take on all challenges, which is why despite the fact that Floyd has a perfect record at 50 and 0, he will never be as beloved or respected as Muhammad Ali, who has an imperfect record because Ali ducked no one. He fought past his prime, which is a great crime and, and, and mistake a lot of boxers make. But nonetheless, he fought all the guys who were deemed threats. Ernie Shavers, Ken Norton, uh, Joe Frazier three times, uh, George Foreman, Kenny Norton twice, pardon me, Lennox Spinks twice, lost one, one, uh, won the other one to become the third, to become the heavyweight champion for the third time, which at that time was unprecedented. So fighters fight. Mayweather does a lot of ducking and diving and making excuses. Secondly, Mike Tyson. Listen, 
it sucks because we have to play the what if game and it sucks that we have to play it because it seems like we're making excuses for Mike Tyson. Yes, when he came out of prison, he wasn't the same fighter. He was a shell of himself and Lennox whooped his ass and Evander whooped his ass. He never fought Riddick Bowe. He never fought an old George Foreman. And yes, because of that, it's fucked up. But come on, man. Seeing is believing. And a young in his prime, Mike Tyson, was unstoppable. It'd be crazy not to, to, to raise the, the eyebrow of suspicion that if a young, disciplined, well-trained, Kevin Rooney-trained, Teddy Atlas in his corner, custom model still in his life, Jimmy Jacobs as his manager, Mike Tyson fought any of those fighters. He couldn't have won those fights. Come on, man. I know what you mean by we, the what-if game, but come on, dog. We know what we saw. Mike was a phenom. A fucking phenom. <sighs> Andreas? No, I don't, I'm not the boxing guy. That's all on you. You, you, you are a man. You have to have a comment as a man. Talk, nigga. You know, I, I'm going to go a little bit on what you said because, you know, you, you, you take numbers, you take the fights, you take the fighters. There is the eye test. The eye test tells you exactly what you just said. That a young Tyson, disciplined, trained, to say it's a what-if game, but you have the eye test already is kind of crazy to me. All right. Uh, there, does that make you feel any better? It's not about making me feel better. It's about making podcast listeners hear your opinion because this is your podcast. Yeah, but I, I'm not a boxing guy like you. You don't have to be. Say something. I just did. There you go. Tyson passes the eye test. There you go. That's an opinion. You gave it. Um, James Brown. I still don't think he's better than Ali. I still think Ali's number one. Okay. That's a fair argument. Uh, James Brown. Subject NBA lineup. Hey, brothers. I know that you two are pretty set on what you see as your unbeatable NBA lineup, but I have a suggestion for a team that might give them trouble. Uh, he puts a point guard, Penny Hardaway, two guard, Larry Bird, small forward, LeBron James, power forward, Kevin Garnett, center, Hakeem Olajuwon. Um, I know that this is cheating, but I have a second team for you to review. At the point guard, Jason Kidd, two guard, Reggie Miller, small forward, Tracy McGrady, power forward, Carl Malone, center, Wilt Chamberlain. I know that you're still going to say that Jordan's team will win. But do you think that these lineups will give them trouble? I want to make sure I understand your question. You're talking about, but the teams you're putting together are all-stars going up against the Bulls. We're the only stars, if you're talking about the first three-peat, Michael and Scotty and throwing Horace Grant. If you're talking about the second three-peat, Michael, Scotty, Dennis Rodman, and throwing Tony Kukoc. Yeah, I don't see the Bulls beating any of the teams you just put together. Those are all-stars. A young Penny, Larry Bird, LeBron, Kevin Garnett, Hakeem. Yeah, I, Other the only, than, only thing I disagree with that is I would switch LeBron and uh, I'd, I'd put LeBron on uh, at guard. At the two? Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's... Uh, yeah, the only mismatch with that first one 
if you put LeBron at the two, then that's LeBron and Jordan. So, of course, I'm going to get that to LeBron. But everybody else on that team is a mismatch for Chicago. Small forward. Oh, Larry Bird, if you put Larry at the small forward. <sighs> yeah, Larry be- is I think better Pippen, at the small. Yeah, it's better at the small forward because you need, you need LeBron. Pippen? No, no, you need LeBron. Well, sorry, you could move. You can't put Larry on on uh, on Jordan though, because they're going to play the two guard. Right, but so you said switch LeBron at the two guard, yeah. which means Larry is now at the small forward, which means he's going up against Pippen. Yeah, but you can't. You, you can't. You can't put. You can't put. Uh, you, you, there's no way you're going to put Jordan and uh, Bird against each other. So that that's your. Well, that's that would your, be a mismatch. Yeah, that's your weak. That's that's the only that that's the only flaw in there. But you, 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 then you have bird shooting. So, I mean, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with that team. I think that team goes. Does does Pippen does Pippen shut down Bird? No, I don't think Pippen shuts down Bird because Bird can still get will still get a shot. I mean, you're going to run plays so that you can get it. It's not going to be, uh, you know, Larry's going to. But you could you could move things around though too because you you if you have Penny at the guard now Penny's six what six eight? I think so. Now you can move him, and he could he could play. Uh, he, he could he could guard Pippen. Okay, how about that second lineup? Jason Kidd, Reggie Miller, Tracy McGrady, Carl Malone, Wilt Chamberlain. Carl Malone is like the guy can't get you know. I I, I mean I know Carl's a great player, dude. The, Reggie on any of those teams, and this I, I hate that Reggie does get overlooked on all these teams that people put together. Reggie's a beast, man. But Reggie's at the two, which means now he's on Jordan. Yeah, Jordan wins that matchup. But it's going to uh, be Jay- a good. It's going to be a good matchup, though. It's going to be a good matchup. Yeah, but Jason Kidd beats whoever the point guard for Chicago is. Yeah, Jason Tracy Kidd. McGrady at small forward. That means Pippen. Pippen wins that matchup, I think. Yeah, but it's still a good matchup. Yeah, I I think the Bulls would have a better chance against that second squad than the first squad. Yeah, that first squad though could be. That that first squad that, that's a tough that's a tough beat. And Will Chamberlain, hey Bulls ain't got no answer for Akeem or Wilt. Yeah, that now that's that's the biggest thing right there. You can always go down. You can go down to the center position. And now now you're now you change the game because now Scotty, if you do have Scotty and Bird on each other, Scotty has to go help out with Akeem. The ball comes back out to uh, Bird. Bird nails the, nails the three. Right. Yeah, I, I think I think. Uh, whether it's the 72 and 10 Bulls or the first three P Bulls, I give both those squads a better chance of beating that second squad than the first. But still, I don't know if they beat either one because, again, that was a complete all-star team. Both those squads was all-star teams. Yeah, uh, But you interesting. Also, you also have to go with team, though, too. That's not a team. That team never existed. I, and I understand what you're saying. You're just talking numbers. And can that team in a computer simulated game, beat the other team. Right. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't put a Jordan team, a team, not Jordan playing with a bunch of guys. I know what you're saying. A Jordan team, man, you can, that team makes up for a lot of, in, a lot of, a lot of suspect areas because it's a Jordan team. I don't know. I still don't know mm. that you beat them. I still don't know that you beat them, but it's a good matchup. Oh, <sighs> Matt Johnson Classic Remake Part 2. Okay, ANA, my bad on the last email. I assume that you knew who was slash might be the leads. 
Will Smith and Denzel. So I'll take $20, a lot of money. But back to my email, what role would you choose knowing what I just told you? And that was the other movie I couldn't remember. The three movies are Let's Do It Again, Uptown, Saturday Night. And that third one was called A Piece of the Action. Dude, I still say I would want the Bill Cosby roles for all three of those. Um, Because again, me being how I am, just the comedic meat, um, to me is just where the fun is. Um, I'd have to do some studying to to play straight funny. You don't, okay, if we were, let, let's take you out of that before a second though, because I want to make this different. So Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin. <laughs> mm. One's, uh, Dean Martin's the straightest of straight guys and you have the comedian and Jerry Lewis. You would rather be Jerry Lewis than Dean Martin? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because I just, you know, the challenge of what the, the of, of making the funny funny. How funny can I get? How, 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 you know, you, how you, impactful could I be? You don't appreciate that. The funny from a straight guy. The, the, I do. I absolutely do. The timing is, is, is so yes. much more, more difficult. It's, yes. it's more of a challenge. I, I, I Challenge. Yes. I'll go with the word challenge. And I don't want to seem like I'm shrieking from a challenge, but that's a different school, man. That, that, I, I mean, I, I'd have to, that's why I say I'd have to study. I'd have to really, not only that, the discipline that it would take to go, you're fighting, wanting to make it funny in terms of the obvious, but you can't. Because your love, you like to get paid in laughter. Yeah, man. There we go. Yeah. There we go. That makes sense now because that makes, that really explains it because I gave you the option of not being the goofy guy. I gave you the uh, option of being the suave guy. And you still went with the funny, so that yeah, makes, no, that makes sense. I, 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 I don't, you know, as much as I like being cool, uh, in the name of comedy, I'll sacrifice cool for funny, because funny will, will, will is its own cool. No, and if no, you're I, funny enough, you know, you get to be the suave guy. No, I get it. I get what you're saying. I, I absolutely understand, and that actually explains your thought process even more to me, which me, which makes sense. Right. I hope the audience got that. Yeah, and if you haven't ever seen those three movies, please see them. Uh, Piece of the Action, Uptown Saturday Night, and Let's Do It Again. They are the, and I remember when we were talking about this on the podcast, they're not black exploitation. They have predominantly black people in them, but they are the quality versions of movies with an all-black cast yeah. where it wasn't black exploitation. No, and it, it, they were honest movies. Yes. Mm, Jalen Vinegar. Uh, what's up, Aries and Andy? Have any of you guys seen this docuseries called Dark Side of the Ring on Hulu? This shit is insane and sad. Basically, it's about the behind the scenes of pro wrestling and pro wrestler, the macho man. Bruiser Brody and the Von Eric episodes are extremely sad. The episode you guys should watch is the plane ride from hell. To make a long story short, WWF at the time went on a European tour and they talk about the plane ride back to the U.S. I'm about five episodes in and it's very addicting. This is definitely one of the best 
docuseries I've watched in a long time. Keep up the good work. You guys, sincerely, Jalen. I'll check that out, man, because I don't know if that's what you're talking about, but I've seen a couple joints on Hulu that was specifically about, who did I watch? The fucking, oh my God, it's going to kill me. Please, The Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, I saw that one. I saw that one and I saw another one. I want to say Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Uh, and those were interesting. So I wonder if that's what you're talking about, but I'll definitely check it out. Dude, I, I like these because I did not grow up with re- in the wrestling thing. I wasn't, that wasn't my thing. I was never into wrestling. My dad said it was fake and we never watched it at the house. Yeah, I, like I said, I was into it until I found out it was fake. But that uh, being that's said, I yeah, I love, I love these dot because I get to see it kind of, uh, and you get the behind the scenes at the same time. Uh, they're very interesting. It's a very interesting part of it. It's a different subculture. So it's cool. Yeah, and, and it's crazy because, again, every facet of entertainment, while there are things that are completely unique to those particular uh, facets of entertainment, there are also things that are extremely, extremely similar. Um, and, you know, you go through bullshit. You know, you, you go through the ups and downs and the heartbreak and the headaches. And, and a lot of that shit reigns true in no matter what facet of entertainment you're involved in. So just seeing how guys cope with that, deal with that, uh, you know, surpass that, overcome it, whatever. Yeah, I, I just love the stories of, of, of how people deal with that shit and move on. For the for the better or for the worse. Uh, Jose Gardia. What up, man? It's Sway. How's it going, Aries? Been a been a while since I wrote in, but I just happened to go check out your site. I wanted to see when you're coming back to Phoenix again. I could use a good laugh right about now. I didn't see Arizona on the schedule yet, just yet, but goddamn, I noticed Biloxi. Uh, Mississippi spelled like that on purpose for the southern accent they have. Anyway, how do you feel, man? You ready to go back so they can ask you for how, ask you how much that CD was? Actually, that was Memphis. Uh, haha. Anyway, let me know when you're coming back to Arizona. Yeah, dude, I feel like we were just in Arizona, so it's gonna be a while. Um, I'm sure at some point in 2022, uh, but we were just there. Uh, little bit of early part of 2021 but you know i'm always down for phoenix man that's one of my spots i love phoenix uh everything about it is sweet um and as far as my you know my uh me to me to cat success ratio uh my numbers are good i'm putting up will chamberlain numbers thing i think it's funny you think you're putting up will chamberlain numbers will chamberlain's upset that you said that because I'm nowhere close to Will Chamberlain numbers. Chamberlain has all-time highs. <laughs> uh, last I, don't know, one. I don't know how he played basketball. I don't know how he had any time to play basketball. Yeah, that, uh, I think I mentioned that that great joke that from uh, John Witherspoon, God rest his soul, he used to do a bit about how in order for uh, Will Chamberlain to put up those numbers, he had to be fucking nonstop. So he would just go throughout his whole day, whether it was ironing clothes or making a sandwich or whatever he was doing. He was in fucking motion. It was a, it was a great, great bit by John Witherspoon. Um, last one, Shannon Moore. Oh, a girl, Shannon. Hey guys, today starts my 45th trip around the sun. 
and I am laughing so hard at the episodes I am catching up on. However, 294 was a bit disturbing to me. I'm not going to be the person, though, I'm not going to be that person, though, because I believe everyone is entitled to express their opinion or viewpoint on a subject. And I appreciate that you guys use your platform to discuss important topics and differing opinions. That being said, I am fully vaccinated and will be getting a booster as well. I wish everyone would do the same. I will be first in line with my daughter as soon as the vaccine is approved for her age group. But to each his own. Episode 295, I just have to say, Andy, I disagree. I think funny can not only get you laid, but also the wife, if the right kind of funny and a wife is what you want. Genius comedy like Patrice, Aries, Dave, just to name a few, can get you all of that with or without money. Also, Aries, comedy doesn't play second to music for every female. Comedy is the first for some. Thanks for the great episodes, guys. Stay well. Andy, happy late birthday. Shannon. Well, she thinks comedy sexier than... Uh, music. Yeah, well, I, I think Prince would disagree. Well, he was both because he wore heels and ass chap jeans. <laughs> so he gave you jokes and ass. Sexy ass. Petite ass. Um, yeah, you know, listen, in my next life, I would love to come back a rock star so I could see the difference if I was able to know the difference. Um, I think when you reach anything at a high enough level and with, you know, and all that comes with it, success, material, fame, adulation, all of that is the same aphrodisiac. Um, maybe there's just something a little bit sexier about being a rocker. I don't know. Uh, that to me feels like a personal, whatever floats your boat, but with enough of anything powerful, uh, the rest takes care of itself. Yeah, but you're telling me that uh, Steven Tyler from Aerosmith, you see what he looks like right now, right? Yes. Like a, like an old lady. Yes. You're telling me if he was a comedian, he'd get asked, but no. Nah. But as a, a rocker, he still gets asked. I think if he was funny enough, there's some ass out there waiting to be fucked by Skeletor. <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right. There we go. Um, dates, upcoming dates. Sure. Is that what you want? Yes. All right. Let me do this. Uh, October, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to this episode uh, on Thursday. So you still have time to get tickets to Levity Live. We're going to be there from the 8th to the 10th. Uh, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, one on Sunday. Then on the 13th, I will be at the Tempe Improv doing a fundraiser for my kid's uh, former school, his high school called Gateway Academy. We're going to be doing a fundraiser there, and I'm going to get to work on my hour that's going to be recorded uh, sometime at the beginning of the year. Aries at that same week will be in Tampa, the 15th and 16th, two shows both nights. Uh, we will meet back up at West Palm on October 22nd to the 24th. And then we will be in Orlando the 29th through the 30th. Two quick days there. We're out. And then we're going to find ourselves at the beginning of November back in Ontario. Uh, that's the 4th through the 7th. Looking forward to those show, that show in Ontario so much. I personally would like to apologize to all the fallen soldiers whose emails I didn't get to. Uh, I thought it would be fun to uh, tally up the score at the end to see how people listen to the podcast, but 
Andy was frustrated and didn't want to do that. So uh, <laughs> we, we cut this short. So <laughs> if I didn't, didn't read your email, it. I apologize. Uh, be mad at the Jew, not me. He was the jerk. I was the jerk on this one. But uh, you won. Four no, I didn't win. I didn't four, win because four. I got at least I got at least 15 more emails that uh, were going in either direction. So we don't know who won. What, what do they call that shit when the presidents, when it was, uh, when it was, uh, hanging was chads, Clinton? hanging chads, hanging chads. I forget who the, who the, what's that one president talk real slow. Can't remember. I think it was Clinton or it was Al Gore versus somebody. It was Al Gore versus Bush. Okay. There we go. So we don't know who really the president would have been because of the hanging e-chads. Listen, the bottom line is listen to the podcast any way you want to fucking listen to the podcast. But if you want to listen to it Aries way, that's great. Fucking and if you want to listen to it Andy's way, that's great. Mine isn't any way. You can listen to it. Mine is listen to it whatever you want. I just don't want to make people feel that they had to do it that way because I don't want people to go. It's too many I love, episodes. I love, I love how you say you don't want to make people feel as though you're dealing with toddlers or teenagers. You're dealing with grown adults. They're going to do what the fuck they want to do regardless as to what we say. You're right. I'm looking for different ways to keep it interesting, keep it fun, keep it different. That's all I'm doing. You know, though, I do like the one emailer that said that we should have like almost a, 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 a table of content, not well, like a table of content where we, when we introduce things or have those things so people can go back and look at it. I think that's awesome because I think someday we're going to want to look back at this and remember how we did this fucking shit. I know it would be a shitload of work on Steve's part, but maybe not if I did it right. I still fantasize about going through every single podcast episode and time marking certain moments so that on episode 300, it is just a best of. And it's just all the best characters, quotes, times you laughed. So that's next week, dude. What do you mean? What episode are we at now? What is it? 390? 290? No, two, yeah, 290. It's, it's next week. We're at 300 next week? No, no, not this week. This week, well, as we're talking, these are the new episodes. And I think that we're going to hit 299 on this one. Really? See. Yeah, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. We're at 297 is already out. So then it's 298, 299. Yeah. So it's the following week. Oh, so it would be the next one we're recording. Right. The next one we record when we're together. Yeah, we'll be 300. Right. But so if we, I did do that, then we wouldn't have to record. It would just be Steve putting it together. Yeah. If Steve has time to put it together now, he only has the week. Money talks. With enough money, he'll have the time. I don't know. Steve Steve has principles. <laughs> Niggas' principles get challenged when they meet my friends, Jackson, Franklin, 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 and Franklin, and Franklin. You know, the more twins Franklin has, the easier it is to make things happen. Hey, man, you know. <laughs> it's power in numbers, literally. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, so what, so what do we glean for this week? The Sopranos, most people didn't like it except for one random guy. Right. What was his name? I, I don't remember. His, I feel bad now. I'm not remember. I, and I appreciate it. Well, no, Dwan curse. Oh, he Dewan, liked it. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate that. He did like Dwayne, it. Dwayne. Dwayne. I appreciate, honestly, I appreciate that he went out of his way to find those. Like he, like he would find a girl that none of us would find attractive and he would find that like her, 
Like, nah, nigga, nah. Like nah. that one tooth made it attractive nah, to him. Nah, we we met Dwayne in Philly. He's a nigga. Niggas don't do shit like that. <laughs> oh, that's who? Oh, I know who yeah. it is now. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. no. no, no, no. Okay. No, niggas find the dimes. <laughs> we might fuck a couple of nickels, but we find the dimes. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is Fab Six. He spells six C-I-X, not S, C-I-X. Fab Six, F-A-B-C-I-X. Denique's Links, uh, singles called Big Trust. Um, and he got it all right. Yeah, but then he gives his Instagram, but they're links. His YouTube are links. They're not the the ads. Hey, did you ever, did Instagram come back on yet? Not last time I they, looked. They've been shut down all day. Not the last time I let me see. It's we're gonna refresh. Oh, I think mm. it did refresh. Really? Yeah, it's back. All it's right. back. All right. So in uh next Thursday, this coming Thursday, uh, what's the date, please? Uh the seventh. Okay. All right, y'all. Uh enjoy. Love you. See you next week. Big trust, big trust. All we got is us, all we got is us. Big trust, big trust. All we got is us, all we got is us. Won't stop till we all love. Won't sleep, no sleep till we all love. Won't stop till we all love. Won't sleep, no sleep till we all love. All love, all love, all love. Yeah, all love, all love. Yeah, all love, all love. Yeah, all love. We all love. Yeah, same mind, same vision, same grind. Same mission, only one life, thank God we in it Thank God we gon' keep on winning yeah. Yeah. They see the squad is efficient yeah. They cannot do nothing with us No, no liabilities up in it uh. We see it, we want it, we get it Loyalty is royalty, keep it 100 with me That's all I ask for Fly shit without a passport yeah. And we done made it off the asphalt uh. Rich runners, it's official business Here I'm well connected, give me five minutes yeah. I be pulling strings like a violinist oh. In your city feeling like I'm Godzilla Oh God, God. God. I'm God. I'm God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch it, we going in hard. Get in there. Big truck. Big truck. All we got is us. All we got is us. Big truck. Big truck. All we got is us. All we got is us. Won't stop till we all love. Won't sleep, no sleep till we all love. Won't stop till we all love. Won't sleep, no sleep till we all love. All up, all up, all up. Yeah, all up, all up. Yeah, all up, all up. Yeah, all up. We all up. We want it all, we want it all Look, we want everything, even the stove Patiently waiting for my time to go Now it's green light everywhere that we go I don't take loss, only take lessons Turn it to blessings on blessings on blessings Keep it locked in, applying that pressure Until we got it all in our possession I make them see it, they can feel the passion I don't talk, I make them see my actions Bar slamming like I'm Zion Run the game like Lamar Jackson Whoa Thanks for listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Aries Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Klein-Schmidt for the Laugh Button podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com.